Welcome to In The Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm really excited to have on today's show, Moitza March. And pr- please correct me if my pronunciation is way off. Moitza is it- from Slovenia, correct? <laughs> correct, Okay, yes. and how was my pronunciation? <laughs> it was good. Just the last name is actually Marsh. Marsh, it's like Marshmallow. Okay. That's easy to remember. Marshmallow, yeah, that's, that's way easier. Okay, uh, Moitza March, Marsh. Gosh, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep getting it wrong. I'm going to keep practicing, though, throughout the rest of the interview. Not a problem. <laughs> and and Moitza is is really special because, I mean, not only, obviously, that she's from Slovenia, and you don't have that many online entrepreneurs, I think, hailing from that area that I'm aware of. I'm sure you know of a lot more. But uh, but she's running a very successful uh, uh, social media company called Super Spicy Media and, uh, and does a lot of great creative work online. So we're going to be talking about that today. So Moitza, thank you so much for being on the call with us today. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about, uh, I guess before we get to maybe Super Spicy Media and how you founded that, um, take us a little bit about, into your backstory. I'm curious how you got got into this world. Um, I don't know. I was actually studying media communications. I wanted to be like, a, we, were, we were studying about journalism and a little bit about design and everything like that. But I was working as a journalist since I was 15 years old. But when I was studying uh, at college, I actually, journalism didn't really sound very appealing. <laughs> so I tried something different and um, went to an advertising agency where I worked as a copywriter. But I wasn't very happy there. We didn't work as much um, in the digital space as I wanted to. So I kind of got fired from, from that job. And I actually, when I got fired, I was like, you know, I don't want to work for other other people anymore because... Um, I'm smart and I know what clients are looking for because I've been observing that for for months and years at their advertising agency. So I actually founded my own called Super Spicy Media and I, it actually went from there on. But I was, I was very young. I mean, I still am, of course, but I was uh, 20-something years old. I think I was 20, 21 maybe when I founded my agency. Wow. And um, so I don't have like as broad of a history as I could have had if I was a bit older, but yeah. Well, how, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, that seems you're starting, you know, starting, and that is like super young. I mean, most people are, you know, getting out of college around that time, maybe, um, you know, they're looking for jobs, they're job hunting. I don't think most of them are even thinking about the idea of like starting their own company. So tell me a little bit about, you know, being, being that age and starting something like, how does that, how was that for you personally? What was that experience like? And then how was that with clients? It was actually, for me personally, it was very, very fun. Um, I I loved, I started working as a, like, like I mentioned before, I started working as a journalist at the age of 15. And I was working for a national newspaper by that time. Um, but it was, it was like, I was working for, I thought I was working like for ages when I was 20. I was like, wow, I, I know, I, I know so much. <laughs> so it was actually very fun for me to create something of my own and create my own company and start working uh, for myself. But for clients, it was, it was a bit harder to explain them like 
that I'm young and that I'm no, I know what I'm doing and that I'm smart because they, they just thought like, you know, you, you just, you just got out of college. I actually didn't even finish my college. I don't have a college degree because I dropped out, but they were like, you know, you are so young. You, you cannot, you don't know what you're talking about. So it was a bit harder for me to prove my authority and to show them that I know what I'm talking about, that I'm a professional and that I will bring the results they're looking for. Um, but after a couple of clients, um, that, after I had a couple of clients that were really, really satisfied with my services and with my company and with the results we were getting, everything was much easier from then. But just starting out was a bit harder, but still, you know, I didn't look at, look at it like it was some sort of trouble. It was very fun to, fun for me. And, um, I had, I had lots of fun doing it. Um, because, you know, that was just like, I needed to prove myself to people and that was mm -hmm. fun for me. So it, it was like, I don't know, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed proving myself to people. Yeah, no, I love that. <clears throat> and I like uh, the underlying, um, I guess, the, the underlying. I'm sorry. I, I, sorry, I lost you. Oh, can you hear me now? I, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, sorry. It looks like my connection's going in and out. Um, mm -hmm. Looks like it's better now. That's Skype. Uh, it's entirely unreliable 99% of the time, it seems. But I yes. have okay. it, ha it hasn't broken up, so... We should be good. So I, I, I can, of course, cut that out. Or maybe we'll just keep it raw. Um, so, so my question is this, because the underlying thing I noticed there when you're talking is, is kind of that um, hustle uh, and, and mm -hmm. the fact that you're energized about what you're doing, you're excited about what you're doing. And even if you're, you know, even if you're, you are coming up against uh, what I might call hurdles, which is, I think, people's preconceived notions that being young, you might not be able to do X, Y, or Z, um, that you just find a way around that and you use that youth to your advantage. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, those hurdles, I always thought of those hurdles are, you know, they aren't there to stop me. So they are just there to prove myself to other people. Um, and um, that was something I, re I really like wanted to do. And um, I had like, you probably know yourself, uh, you probably know that as well, but I had like tons of people telling me, you know, you're not going to make it. You're so young. You're so naive. Uh, I had like a couple of close friends telling me that, but I was like, screw you, you know, <laughs> I'm going to do my own thing and prove myself to you. And it was like, it was so fun for me doing that just to, to show them like what I'm capable of. So I didn't like look at that as hurdles. I look at, I looked at it as something that I need to just prove myself to people and to myself actually. And that was, I created like this fun process for me. It wasn't, it wasn't like hard. It wasn't hard for me because I was working for myself and I kind of, I kind of, you know, I set my eyes on the prize and that was it. And I didn't like look the other way. I just knew what I wanted and I, I just went and get it. Well, for you, what was that? What was that prize? You said you put your eyes on the prize. So what was that prize for you? The, that prize for me was definitely a successful company and something that kind of brings me money so I don't need to work for anybody else. And um, I wanted to grow from like client gigs. So I, I had a lot of clients when I started out, but current, my, my price always changes. So that's a fact. And currently my prize is to do less of a client work and to do more products. Um, so, and I'm successfully kind of um, transforming into a company that does more products than consulting gigs or the consulting gigs that I do are just, they are cherry picked clients, but I want to do more of a product more. I want to be more on a product side business. So 
ebooks, I don't know, courses, stuff like that. And that's the price for me right now. So the price constantly changes. But the first price was just, you know, half a successful business. And I wanted to, I didn't want to work for anybody else. So that was like, you know, if I get to the point where I am very successful and I can kind of get myself a nice apartment and get myself a nice car and that that's my own money. I earned it with my own hands and with my typing, I'm typing in a computer and money comes out. So yeah. that was kind of my price. And, um, I just, I just did it. Yeah, that's awesome. So now, okay. So now there's, there's a few questions I have, but how is that like it, you know, working then being for being from Sylvania, your, your website is clearly for the English speaking market. Um, and it's really well designed and it reads well. Um, so was that the market that you went for? Or like, did you work at all with Slovenia? Uh, 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 Slovenian? Would, Slovenian <laughs> clients? I was going to say Slavic, which was not right at all. Slovenian clients? <laughs> uh, I did work with Slovenian clients at the beginning, but I always wanted to work with international companies or with companies that aren't based in Slovenia because I thought, you know, why limit myself to yeah. Slovenia if I have like... United States and England and I don't know, Germany, Italy, whatever. Um, so I didn't want to limit myself to my country borders. I just, yep. you know, I, I, when I started my webpage, I did it all in English language. And I said, you know, if Slovenian clients are going to come up to me and say, you know, can I work with you? I'm going to say, yes, sure. Why not? But the primary goal was to get international companies. And, and would you say that the reason for that is also because of what you can charge? I mean, just kind of plain and oh, simple. Definitely, definitely. I'm not going to lie about that, but you know, the price companies, big companies are in Slovenia are not equal to big companies abroad, like United right. States or England. So definitely the price had a lot, a lot of, you know, um, sense when talking about that. Yeah, totally. And, and I think that's interesting just from a kind of a geo arbitrage type thing. Like when, when I traveled around the world, um, kind of for like basically about two years, give or take, um, mm -hmm. And we were, well, we were in the States hopping around for a few months at a time, but, um, but also just around the world and, um, in the countries that we're in, it was interesting, you know, how far that if, if I have U S clients, for example, or if I'm getting paid in U S dollars and, and at that, you know, regular rate, maybe, you know, an okay salary in the United States, it can go, you know, three, five, 10 times further in other mm -hmm. countries. Um, and so it's interesting because I feel like what, what I've noticed is that I feel like, um, I, I'm, you know, I applaud what you've done here with Super Spicy Media because I think it's really cool, and I'm surprised that more people aren't taking advantage of what you kind of doing what you're doing. And instead, like I feel like what we see is we see instead of people standing out, creating like a, a platform and a, a brand like you've done, and then you can, you know, you can work for the, you know, U.S. or you know, English-speaking markets that that can, you know, pay more. Um, what happens, I feel like, is is these, you know. Uh, uh, countries that are not English speaking then be, almost become like uh, they they tend towards commoditized work, like Ninety Nine Designs or Fiverr, for example. Yeah. And 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 it's like I feel like that's you know it's like I don't know I, I just I, I think that's a shame. So like when I see what you're doing, I'm like that's exactly what you should be doing. You take advantage yep. of the fact that the the global world is now it's flat and you can compete anywhere. Um and yet live probably a, a, you know your quality of life could be two three four times higher maybe by living where you're living and working with employees from across the country or across the world, right? Yep. And I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's impossible to find good clients in Slovenia. I'm just saying that it's much easier to find good sure. clients abroad. So I've had a couple of great clients in Slovenia, but 
you know, the culture is a bit different as well. We are a small country, so you can get across the country in two hours. So naturally, clients want me to come uh, to meetings in person, and I don't have time for that to drive to one direction and then sit on that meeting for two hours, three hours mm -hmm. straight, and I did that. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a culture thing as well, but yep. I did find some good clients in Slovenia, but I find much better clients abroad, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I think it's totally fair. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I think it's totally fair. I don't, yeah, I'm definitely not suggesting that there are bad clients either over there, but just the fact that by positioning yourself the way you've done, you open yourself up to a broader uh, demographic. And I think that's awesome. So, yeah, and so that was actually my goal from the yeah. beginning, and I'm very happy to succeed. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit about what, so let's get into some of these things. Like, where, where do you, like, I, I'm curious, just give me a brief overview of like, what you for your business on a client side uh, capacity you do for your clients, and then I want to talk a little bit about how you're transitioning over to the product world, the productized world. Sure. So what I actually do for my clients is I always say that I take care of their social media of their social media so they can focus on running their business because social media is something like. Not many clients like to do. It's always like a bit of a struggle. They don't know if they're doing things right. They're not achieving any results. And um, it's it's kind of a drag for them. So I take that drag away from them and I take care of their social media, bring results so they can focus on other aspects of their business, like, you know, growing it, creating more revenue elsewhere and things like that. So, yeah, I'm actually one of those people. Um, <laughs> I don't, I'm just, I'm kind of more of an introvert that way in any way. So I don't actually like social media because it doesn't, in most cases, doesn't provide like much depth. So I'm just like kind of avoid it like the plague, but I also see the necessity of it. Um, yeah. So I think that's really important. So that's, you know, very, very cool, very important what you do. So tell me a little bit about the, the transition now to products. Um, you have a successful client-based business. How do you transition to products? Well, I was actually thinking about doing an ebook. You know, that was the first thing I wanted to do. So, an ebook was something that was requested many, many times from me because I have, I have like a couple of fans and a couple of followers um, that are, I, we keep in touch regularly through emails and Twitter and things like that. But and they were always requesting an ebook. So, and the ebook, the ebook they requested was Facebook ads because they had absolutely no clue how to tackle that problem. So I did that for them and I wrote an ebook. So that was like my first product. And it was actually very successful. Um, I didn't really expect to sell. I, I don't even know <laughs> what the count is currently. But um, I think in a month and a half, I sold for $2,000 worth of books. I'm not I'm not completely sure how many that is. But yeah, it, it was very successful. I didn't expect it for the first product to be successful like that. And, you know, by that success, I was I was just totally sure that I need to take, uh, I need to continue in that direction. And uh, I did have a productized service before I wrote the ebook and that productized service is called super spicy sessions. So it's actually a one-time payment, one-time engagement kind of thing. So we have, we jump on a one hour call and I kind of do a social media teardown of their social media channels that they're on. Um, and then, you know, we have that one consulting call and I teach them how to use social media. But that didn't get a lot of attention from the beginning when I did it. But now for the last couple of months, that has been absolutely crazy. So I currently have like one productized business, um, sorry, one productized service and one ebook. And I'm actually working on a couple of products um, now because I've, I know that 
it's a good thing because I don't need to be constantly entangled in the processes, um, especially because, you know, ebook is just like, I have a web page, I have a landing page for my ebook and the book sells. And I don't, I'm going to be updating it, of course. And I'm going to be sending some emails to the subscribers, just teaching them about Facebook ads again and again. But I don't have to be like, constantly in the process of like, like I am with clients, you know, so an ebook was actually like a logical decision to a more passive income. And it turned out to be a great decision. That's awesome. And so where are you headed now in that direction? Like going forward more ebooks? Uh, what's the deal? Like, how do you plan to kind of grow and scale that? Um, I will have another ebook on just Facebook, how to run a successful Facebook page. Now that, that may sound kind of broad. I'm actually working on it right now. Um, but I will do a couple of courses. I will do a couple of webinars and I'm actually thinking about like, again, more of a productized offering of a mentoring program. So that's like, I consider that as a product um, because it's, I'm not working with a client and it's a fixed scope, fixed price. Um, so again, this, these are the kind of things I'm looking, I'm working on and courses, of course, um, because that has been like a major suggestion by my audience. So. Very cool. And, and so have you found any that there's, have there been any struggles for you transitioning from kind of more client-based, more service-based to products? I don't know. I mean, it is a different kind of process. Um, and I'm, but, but I love how I'm working more like on the business instead of in the business. So that's like a major transition when I had, I mean, I still have clients of course, but when I had more clients, I was constantly working in the, in the business. Like I was doing social media for them and I wasn't developing my own business, like growing it or growing my audience or doing products. But now that I've, I'm slowly making that transition, it's, I don't know, it's just fun for me to do this. So I, it wasn't it wasn't very hard. The processes are different, but thankfully I have a couple of friends that they're in product business as well, and we're talking a lot. And they, they you know, they just guide me if if there are any hurdles, <laughs> they just guide me towards them. So yeah, and and on that note, what's been I guess the best um, the best strategy or tactic or or, or to to actually get new clients or new customers, like for you, like what, what is worth the best? Um, you know, I, I, I guess maybe, you know, social media might be the obvious answer, but I'm curious what you do to kind of fill that pipeline for clients or for now customers or your products. Well, this is an interesting story because I actually, you know, you you know, the, the answer to this question, it's social media. So right. when I actually started out and that's, you know, that were my beginnings when Super Spice Media was just forming, I was actually working a lot on my Twitter presence and on building my authority through Twitter. And that I actually laid a great foundation and that foundation really helped me with getting new clients and getting customers from um, for my for my ebook. So Twitter was just a major game changer for me and for my business when I started out, and it still is. So I get a lot of clients from Twitter with just you know I'm establishing my authority. I'm I'm helping a lot of people on Twitter, and prospects see that. So they actually contact me saying, you know, we want to work with you. How can you help us? Um, so Twitter, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Interesting. I feel like uh, in the I'm kind of in the book space um, and to a degree, like just the digital product kind of launch space. And 
every time I do my my stati- like look at the stats for launches and stuff like that, and we break down as best we can when we can see the numbers and see what the conversion rate is, I feel like Twitter, from a sales standpoint for products, is always so low, like one percent conversion type thing. But I've never necessarily thought of it in the context of you know, attracting clients per se. And so in that case, I could see how that could be more powerful. Um, is, is that the case for you? Yeah, I think like for Twitter, as far as my ebook goes, I think it's like on the, I think the first, um, the first kind of, tra- the, fir- the first place for the traffic, you know, is it, the, the majority of people came through, um, bought, bought my book from my webpage. Um, they got, on I have actually I have a landing page on Gumroad, so I actually linked to that Gumroad page uh, on my webpage, and that was like the major, uh, the number one um, channel I got my mo- the most um, purchases for at. So the second channel was Twitter. So actually, my followers on Twitter and other people that kind of stumble upon me through Twitter, they were like the they bought a lot of my books. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. And then, so what's what's on the horizon for you now and these the the next uh, the the rest of this year? Um, any big things? Any big projects coming up? I know you're working on some more books. Um, besides yeah. that, what else do you have coming up? Uh, I'm actually working on 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 more books, like you've mentioned, mm-hmm. and I am working on a crash course, email course, just a free email course for Facebook ads. So cool. you know you know how that goes, just building yeah. a pipeline for yep. for my customers. So I'm actually working on that, and I'm very excited to do that. And I'm going to do more webinars. So watch out. <laughs> awesome, love it. Well, um, I will say that it was a pleasure talking to you. Where can people reach out to you? What's the best way to connect? So the best way uh, to find me is on Twitter, naturally. Yeah. Uh, so you can find me at Moitza Mars um, on Twitter. And my my webpage is superspicymedia.com. And I actually created a separate landing page for your listeners. So oh, it's, uh, yeah, they can find me on superspicymedia.com slash ITT. So that's in the trenches. Um, and I have a couple of goodies for them, a couple of free resources and a 50% discount on my book. So awesome. <laughs> I'm going to go there right now and get my discount. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Very Filling cool. In the well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Moitza, I appreciate it. It was great talk with you and uh, very insightful. Love what you're doing. And uh, hopefully we can maybe connect in the uh, future and see what you're up to maybe a year or two for now. I think you got some big things on the horizon. Absolutely. I would love to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you'd like to check out the show notes, just head over to tommorcus.com slash podcast where you'll find the latest broadcast. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, please do me a favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes. That's the fastest, simplest, easiest way to support my creative work, and it would really mean a lot to me. As always, this is Tom Morcus, and if you're listening to this, you are the resistance.